Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Nathan Cassiotis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, international speaker, business growth strategist, coach, mentor, and consultant. And today, I have an awesome guest. He's a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, cosmic catalyst, a maverick mischief maker, and a galactic goofball. He is the creator of Cosmic Journal, author of Evolved Enterprise, and the founder of Maverick 1000, a global collective of visionary entrepreneurs making a serious difference in the world without taking themselves too seriously. In fact, it's not unusual to find him dressed as a lemur, a showgirl, or even in matching mermaid tails with Sir Richard Branson. He redefines how business is played in the 21st century at the intersection of evolutionary growth, impact, and fun. Welcome, Yannick Silva, and thank you for being on my show. Yeah, thanks, I appreciate it. And I guess we can add to the list now flamingos from uh, from our last trip there. We all dressed up as flamingos, including Richard, so quite, uh, quite a good time. Yeah, awesome, mate. So awesome to have you here, and I uh, love that you're doing all this cool, different stuff with uh, Sir Richard Branson. Uh, very, very cool, mate. And, you know, you are a very successful entrepreneur, so for those people who don't know who you are, just please introduce yourself by telling us about you and your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think it's got to start with uh, with my family coming over from Russia to the U.S. Uh, I was born in Moscow. We came over when I was about three years old, and my dad came with about, I always say it's $256. I think he corrected me just recently. I think it was $328 or something like that. So, but, you know, in that neighborhood, uh, for me, my mom and my grandmother, and um, pretty much, um, you know, like like many immigrants, you know, starting over. And so within a couple months, though, he ended up uh, quitting or being fired. It was, it was a, he almost had a, a choice come down at the hospital that he worked at and decided to, uh, to go to work for himself, selling medical equipment and repairing medical equipment. And so I grew up in a family business. And in a family business, you pretty much do anything and everything. And so it, it was 14 years old. I was out. Uh, I was telemarketing for latex gloves. At 16, I was out on the road cold calling doctors uh, because my dad gave me a car, but only if I went out and 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 talk to doctors and then um you know it was just like from there i learned about marketing i learned about this idea that it really sucked to cold call and one of my doctor clients who i sold an entire surgery center to he's like you know you're kind of interested in this marketing thing maybe you should check out this audio tape and he gave me an audio tape uh of jay abraham uh if you know if you know jay i think you might have even have you had him on the show yes i have yes yeah right so so Jay, you know, way back, uh, you know, when I was maybe 17, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I could, I could actually talk to people that are only interested in what I have to sell. And, and I was just fascinated by this idea that you could write a letter or, or an ad or, or something like that to get people, doctors in this case, to raise their hand. And I just studied it, you know, day and night, not just Jay's stuff, but, but really anyone that had to do with copywriting or direct response marketing, and then also learning about personal growth from mentors like Earl Nightingale and, and others like that and Jim Rohn. And I would be driving around in my car with my buddies, uh, you know, my, my hockey buddies that I played ice hockey with. And they're like, what the hell are these tapes? I'm like, ah, don't worry, you're not going to like any of these. And But I was learning, you know, from Earl Nightingale, you want to become an expert, you study for one hour a day uh, on any subject and for three years or, or one hour a day for five years, become a world-class expert. And I was like, well, what happens if you do it for two hours a day or three hours a day? And I had my dad's business to experiment with. And we literally went from a little regional competitor to, to a national player because of the ads I would write for him 
modeled after, you know, one of my mentors like Joe Sugarman or, or uh, Ted Nicholas or Dan Kennedy and some of these others. And it was from there that, that I just learned this incredible skill that, that then turned into me taking that to the online world and, and now, you know, what we've been doing with, with the Maverick uh, world. Yeah. Awesome, mate. What a story. Love the uh, humble beginnings and how, yeah, you got thrust into the deep end and um, yeah, how you then, yeah, you know, learned to grow. And then from some of the greats, um, which is awesome, like Jay and, and everyone else that you've mentioned. So very, very cool, mate. Yeah. And it's quite fun, like full circle moments where, you know, people like Ted, I, I, you know, I ran a copywriting seminar with him and Jay, I remember, you know, having breakfast with him and telling him that story. And, and then just, you know, Joe Sugarman, who just recently passed, uh, you know, we, we took him Baja Doom buggy racing with us for, for the Maverick group and, and, you know, just so many incredible moments to, that, you know, from these little, little beginnings, like you, you mentioned. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. And, and I think, you know, one thing that I, I did for about six months and I think would have helped you a lot as well is, is the cold calling as well. Right. Because, you know, it's challenging cold calling, going door to door, getting all these no's and, and things like that. Yeah. And I think it builds a lot of, you know, resilience and a lot of you know different things with our mindset so is that sort of you think was a good good factor in sort of um you know defining you as you grew as well yeah absolutely i, I think you know learning how to sell in, in some capacity is a really great skill set and and then also you know for me it was learning how to how to then write and take that you know salesmanship and print essentially and and transferring it over so you have more leverage but we used to run an event for um I think maybe seven years, I can't remember, for kids called the Family Freedom Event. And, and one of the things that we do is teach kids how to get out on the streets and go sell things. And we, we would provide them the products. It'd be over a holiday like July 4th in the U.S. or, or New Year's Day uh, or New Year's Eve and then get them selling these products. And then it was really fascinating watching these eight, nine, ten-year-olds out you know, talking to people on, on the street and, be, you know, and, and a lot of times adults are, you know, it's like, you know, don't even talk to me because they know you're trying to sell them. But, and they get their first yes, it's just like this massive energy spike and, and it's so fun and just teaching them about a few core principles like that. And, and the sales is, is powerful. Like if you can sell, you know, you always have an opportunity, but and then it's like, how do you leverage it? Right? Like, so the copywriting was a way of leveraging. So skill set of taking the sales process and let's go talk to people that are then interested in what you got to sell, not just cold calling only where there's a lot of, um, you know, just, just dead weight, a lot of rejection, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of stuff that you can, I think, avoid by having a really good sales process. Yeah. Love it, mate. It's so true. And I really love how you, yeah, you're getting the kids involved and all the other cool stuff you're doing. And you obviously served on the, uh, the constellation board for Virgin Unite, you know, the entrepreneurial foundation of the, the Virgin group and the Branson family. And you, you know, you just got back from Necker Island and, and do all this cool stuff with, with Richard and dress dress ups and, and all the other fun stuff, which is really, really right. cool. So, um, do you want to maybe just share a little bit about how you got involved there and, and what type of things, you know, you've achieved, um, in there? Yeah. So, you know, as you mentioned in the bio, like this intersection of, of, of growth impact and fun, that's what we talk about in, in, in Maverick. And, and this is really you know, kind of my inner DNA, which is then turned into like who we look for for other entrepreneurs, because I think that there's there, there's a shift happening in business right now, where where it's happening from from the outside in and the inside out. And the outside in is your customers' buying behavior is changing. So customers want to buy from companies that have a, a greater purpose and impact, a mission to what they're doing, and and so this is driving their their buying behavior because customers will, will vote with their wallets for what they want. So. 
and and you're seeing this like just increase and increase over the years where where people are willing to change brands uh, and even pay more in some instances for that. Um, you look at companies like Patagonia as a really good torchbearer for this. Um, some others, you know, who have who have really just stepped up and you know. So the book Evolved Enterprise is about this aspect of how do you add that impact side that actually improves your business, gets customers to want to buy more, aligns you with better A players in your team, um, you know, gets um, gets you more icons and endorsements, just all sorts of things that really work for you. But it's got to be authentic. And now that inside out part. So that's the outside in and the inside out is your team members, your, your, your employees, your, your team, they want to work for a company that has a greater purpose and meaning. And, and so there's a stat that I think has been increasing about how many, what percentage of employees are actually engaged at work. And it used to be 70% and something like maybe 75 or 80% now are not engaged. So it's a tremendous amount of, of disengagement because they're not aligned with that greater purpose and mission and meaning. And so, um, you know, to get the, the best people on your team, you have to have that, that purpose and mission. And so that's where we've had that intersection with, um, with, with Virgin Knight. And we work with them in partnership for maybe 11, 12 years now, actually, because they work on entrepreneurial solutions to, to big global issues. And we bring in interesting entrepreneurial thinkers and, and doers to work on some of that stuff. But it's in alignment with this idea that a business is the greatest lever for making that difference. And, and where are those lever pieces? Um, you know, so you look at things like your supply chain, like where are you, who are you buying from and, and where are you buying? You look at your, your employees, I call this empowered employment. So there, there's instances of, of companies that I feature in the book where they would hire people that would be looked at as a disadvantage. Like for instance, people on the autism spectrum scale, but it's a company that does quality control assurance type stuff or, or um, you know, cross browser platforms. So it's like looking for, it's a competitive advantage that way, having somebody that can look at things that where it's more attention to detail and repetitive tasks are actually, you know, at an advantage there. So, so empowered employment, supply chain, um, also the talent or the ideas within your organization. Uh, there's a company called Pacific that is in the Pacific Northwest and they're a soup company. And what they've done is their their super skill or talent is they can take ingredients and turn them into soups or any other kind of non-perishable items. So what they do is they shut down their production line once a month and, and they, they work with a local food bank, bring in all the food that they've got instead of it rotting. And they, they get their, their team to collaborate and create new recipes and ideas. And then they create those into non-perishable foods. So that's their, their talent or, or their, their skill using that. The actual product or service is another place that, that businesses can, can make a difference. And then also their distribution and reach. So all these levers, and that's not even counting donations or capital. So there's all these spots that they can make a, a difference in that way. Yeah, love it, mate. Really powerful. Love the uh, whole purpose-driven thing in it. Yeah, I can definitely agree that, um, you know, it's becoming more important, um, you know, for people to um, be engaged and, and wanted to do and, and, you know, just feel good, right, with where we work. Because not everyone's built to be the entrepreneur, right, um, to to take the risk and, and, and grow it. But there's a lot of people that can be the entrepreneurs or just want to work for for a company or, or someone that, you know, really making a big difference. So. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And I talk about, you know, a really simple way of thinking about it is, is connecting your, your head, which is your business sense and your marketing smarts with your heart, which is the impact you want to make in the world. And with your higher purpose, like why, why are you here? And everyone can do that. And when you're getting in alignment with that, you know, really magic happens. And, and companies also the same way, like companies actually have their own sort of soul and their own purpose uh, and their own higher purpose as well. And, and aligning in that way. 
yeah definitely mate completely agree and um you know you've obviously you're very close with sir richard branson right you've been to nick island many times and you've been working them for a while so i just like to ask because um, i'm sure a lot of people are probably curious is what is richard like you know when you're sort of hanging around him you've hanging around him for a while you do some fun things and all that type of stuff and sort of how do you yeah connect with him today <laughs> uh richard you know I, i've been really fortunate to, to connect with a lot of people that that i you know looked up to in some way and and have been business mentors or, or just people that that are really inspirational and the, the ones that i i love the most are, are pretty much what you see is what you get and and when you when you're with him it's it's very similar to what what you get on you know sort of the outside world richard so that's a really special opportunity to to see that where where they're, they're, the alignment is there the the that aspect of the authenticity the genuineness um and and you know he's 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 a lot of fun he he loves to you know he calls himself dr yes so he he loves to to say yes to interesting random things um he will you know it, it, for instance uh last time we were there I was like, hey, you know, you want to go, you go swim. He, he, used, he would swim. He didn't do it this time, uh, but he does it quite often is swim from his one island to the next island, which is like 3.3 miles. I'm like, Richard, you want to go for a swim? Let's, let's take some of us out there. He's like, yeah, of course. He's like, all right, just everyone to get up at, at six o'clock and I'll meet you down there. And so, you know, he loves doing wild stuff like that. He's also in incredible shape uh, right now. He's about 71, almost 72. Uh, this time he took a bunch of us, uh, I wasn't able to make it this time, but he took everyone on a big bike ride that wanted to go. And it's a 10 mile bike ride with six of it being uphill uh, and significantly uphill. And a lot of the guys that went super in shape and they're like, oh my God, I thought I was going to die. Like it was, is a super intense ride. So he takes his physical fitness really, um, it, it's a key priority for him. Um, he you know, he makes sure that he does something in the morning, playing tennis, kiting, you know, something like that. And, and then also just making sure that he's really engaged. So it's not just about business. It's, it's really the, the entire picture. And it's, it's been incredible to see, you know, the way he is with his, his grandkids, especially he loves his, his kids, his grandkids really includes them and in, in part of what, what he's doing. So it's, it's been inspirational in, in a lot of different ways yeah awesome thanks for sharing that um yeah i'm looking forward to to meeting uh sir richard at some point in the future as well so and let's talk a little bit about maverick 1000 right.com where you know you founded this uh it's been going for a while now um you know there's a lot of cool stuff in there but i'll, I'll leave the floor to you do you want to maybe just tell us more about it and how like it can help people what's yeah behind sure. that? yeah i think it'd be important to share like how how it started right it was really scratched my own itch so um, back in 2000, I even thought I was late, but I got involved in the internet marketing, digital marketing space. And I had this idea literally at three o'clock in the morning, uh, woke up to an answer to a question. And I think questions really dictate your answers, right? The better your question, the better your answer. And the question was, how do I create a fully automatic website is an incredible value for people and makes me money while I sleep was the question. And I woke up three o'clock in the morning with this idea for instant sales letters. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is it. I'm going to wake up. So I got to work at three o'clock in the morning, starting these fill in the blank sales letter templates. And within about a month and a half, and, and again, no technical expertise or knowledge, but uh, made, made my first sale. And then within about six months, we we're on track to do six figures that year. And, and people were like, well, how'd you do that? Could you teach me? And again, that came from the copywriting background, right? You know, it, it wasn't just a... From, from a week or two weeks of studying it, it was, it was from quite a while of, of really mastering copywriting and then applying it to small business. 
And from there, I started teaching people how to take their, their knowledge, their expertise to sell it online and, and, you know, had incredible success with that, with, with everyone who's, who actually followed it. And there wouldn't be an event or anywhere that I'd go to where someone would be like, dude, Yannick, it's amazing. I, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm financially free because I sell whatever guitar lessons online or, or something like that. And, and it was great. It was really fulfilling in that way. But then I asked, you know, a, a question, which was, am I happy? Would I be happy doing what I'm doing 10 years from now? And I do, uh, I pretty much journal every day. I think journaling is one of these success principles. And maybe we can talk more about it at another point. But in my journal, I, you know, I got really honest and the, the honest answer was no. And, and so then it was, okay, well, what would make me happier? What, what did I think would make me happy there? And I, and I, it, it came down to like three interconnected circles, like a Venn diagram. At first, it was a, a dollar sign, a happy face, and a heart. So the dollar sign was 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 make more money, and and the heart was you know have a greater impact, and and the happy face was you know have more fun. And so that essence has re really remained what Maverick has been about. We've changed now the dollar sign to a tree to represent growth. But so I, I'm like, okay, I think this is it, and and I started. I, I like putting the stake in the ground, and then we, you see what happens. And the stake in the ground was I'm going to do a Baja dune buggy racing trip. Um, and we had 26 people show up. Uh, it was great, except for the fact that I lost $40,000 on it. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's, you know, it's an investment. And then after about $400,000, uh, my wife's like, so what the hell are you doing? Uh, and, and I didn't have a really good answer. So I could have easily just sort of gone back to what I call the golden handcuffs and, and gone back to the digital marketing world. But, but I felt like there was a bigger impact I could make. And, and so it really forced me, um, you know, to look at my why and the why wasn't to build an adventure travel company. So as we say, change the way business is played. And, and so again, like going back to even, even like, you know, the success principles that I had been studying forever since I was 17, 18, like going back to those and really going, you know, back to like, because before that I had seven, eight projects that all hit the seven figure mark really without much sort of trying. And, and this one. I couldn't figure out like why, you know, the playbook wasn't working anymore. And it was something that I really cared deeply about. And so um, I asked myself, my 111 year old self, I said, you know, what would, what would my 111 year old self tell me? And then using my non-dominant hand, so I'm right-handed, I use my left hand, uh, which is a really powerful technique. And, and the answer was light a thousand suns who can each light another thousand suns. I'm like, okay, that's really interesting. So then we changed the name to Maverick 1000. Um, to represent this idea that, uh, that you know, these entrepreneurs could become sons and, and truly like, how do we ignite them, which is more of an evolutionary growth type thing and change some of our programming to be more about, you know, maybe sitting in a sweat lodge with, a, with an indigenous elder or a shaman or, or something like that to really help these entrepreneurs come into what is, what is meant for them. And, and this is the same journey that I was on. So it was really connecting deeply to, to the head, the heart, that, that higher purpose and so that's where Maverick 1000 was created. And, you know, originally it was just intended to be like an adventure travel kind of group for, for entrepreneurs, but it's really evolved to be, be so much more now. Yeah. Very cool, mate. Love it. Um, love how it sort of came about and, and then, you know, how it sort of challenged you as well in a different way to then, um, you know, innovate it and, and uh, get people together that really grow in all those different ways. So love it, mate. Really powerful. Um, and, you know, obviously connected to new people, building relationships is, is very important in, in business, right? Um, and I think, you know, you've, you've got a lot of great connections with, with what you've done there. And, 
And, you know, I think also linked with that is obviously partnerships, right? Because when you connect with people, you could, you know, probably create partnerships and, and things like that as well, which can exponentially grow our businesses. So do you want to maybe just share a little bit about building relationships and then also like segueing into partnerships and going, you know, maybe some examples of that and, and how we can create them as well? Sure. Yeah, I think partnerships, relationships are, are you know, just a key lever for, for what you want to do. And it has to be approached in a way that is authentic and real. And a lot of times people look at relationships or partnerships as a transactional only. So it's like, okay, what, what, what can I do for you? What can I get from you? And, you know, that, that's fine. It's, you know, that's one level of a relationship. Another way is much more of a, of a deeper connection. And so like when I connect to somebody, no matter what, what level they're at in, in business and life, whatever it is, uh, one of my favorite questions is, you know, what, what are you excited about right now? Or what, what are you passionate about right now? And, and, and it could be a business project or it could just be, you know, something that they're working on that's, that's a hobby. It could be, you know, whatever it is. And that's sort of my first inroad to, to really get to know them on a deeper way. And then from there, I just really naturally love to connect them with whether it could be a book or a resource or, or somebody else that, that might be able to help them on, on that journey or whatever they're working on. And it's not done from, uh, you know, a reciprocation kind of way or, or a quid pro quo. It's, it's literally done from, I just like helping people get moved further along towards whatever they're working on or whatever their dream is. And if I can do that through, you know, whether it's an introduction or, or just a, you know, a great book that I've read or something like that, I, that makes me really, really happy. And then you're sort of building a, a, a social capital bank account. Now, some people are more like scorekeepers and they'll be like, okay, well, I did this for you. So now there's, there's an immediate favor that I'll ask for you because it's more likely that you're going to grant me a favor. And, and so there's, there's a psychology to it, but I don't look at it that way. It's like, I, I think that the universe kind of keeps scoring. I don't, I don't really care about, you know, if I did something for you, I'm going to then ask you immediately for a referral or, or whatever the case is. Um, I, I think it's a much more long-term thing. And you can think about also like the people that you have in your life that you have the deepest relationships with. They're, they're not transactional. They're, they're much deeper than that. And what, but what I like to do as well is we can also engineer that in a way that, that is fun and engaging. So I talk about creating sandboxes. And so Maverick is one of those sandboxes where if we're doing something really unique, um, that creates the environment for those kind of deeper relationships to build. And, and I always talk about the right people are in the right room. So those people are going to synchronistically, serendipitously connect to each other. Um, and you would also you know, have ways of, of them engaging, whether it's key questions or, or ways of, of them sharing what they're working on. But, but I like you know, engaging also with play. So, so doing that where it's really fun and, you know, like, like we mentioned, like the, the, the flamingo thing, right? Like putting them in flamingo outfits on, on Necker where there are flamingos there. And, and we did that for like a dinner and a party, but uh, it, it just breaks down barriers as well where, where people can, can connect in a, in a different level. You know, one of the ways that I used to do this originally, I ran an event called the underground for about 10 years and it was uh, in the digital marketing space. And, and it was, this idea is a spy themed event and we bring in these real world people who are doing incredibly well online and they talk about what they were doing. And what people always remembered and it was really interesting is they would give me credit for these introductions, even though I might not directly introduce them to somebody, but it was because we created the environment for these, these compelling connections to really happen. 
Um, so there'd be a, a really cool party that would happen. There'd be just that unique experience of the actual event, and, and then and also, you know, making sure that that people are at a higher caliber that that were showing up. So I got credit in that way of being that that connection point or that nexus point for them. So you know, one of the things that you can be doing, even on a very small scale, is hosting dinner parties, hosting you know, gatherings and get togethers where, where you're curating the group or, or asking, you know, the right people also know the right people. So asking them to bring somebody and, and so you, then you become that, that nexus point and you're building up a ton of social capital where, where you can create those relationships that are, are going to be benefiting you five, 10, 50 years in the future. Yeah. Love it, mate. Really powerful. I'd love to see how you think about relationships and, um, you know, not necessarily about the reciprocation, but just giving and <clears throat> allowing, um, you know, the universe to, to provide and, and, uh, really connect on those deep levels, really powerful. The <clears throat> one word you mentioned there, um, was referrals, right? And I think, you know, referrals are a powerful way <clears throat> to grow our business. So do you want to maybe, um, delve a little bit deeper into referrals about how we can get referrals easily alongside giving them back easily in, in a, in a great way? Sure. Uh, you know, so I've, I've done work with people on referrals forever, uh, starting with doctors that I worked with to, you know, you name it, almost any kind of business. And and most businesses really do rely on referrals because, you know, if you think about it, it's usually going to be your best your best customer or client because they, they come pre-sold. They are, you know, already um, usually willing to pay a, a premium price. They are less of a hassle factor. Um, so, you know, all, all these good things. So it's, it's, it's thinking about, okay, how, how do I um, create referrals that, that really work? So I also like leverage nodes or, or leverage connections. So I would rather, you know, instead of making a deeper connection, perhaps with one person that then might be a referral, you know, partner for one person or two people, like, could there be a, uh, a, a key referral node in your network that, that you can then bring about? So let me give you a real example. Um, let's say I'm selling a, a piece of software that I don't know, or, or you give me one, give me a, a industry or a category and I can, I can give you something. Industry or category. Um, I don't know. Let's talk about the, um, the travel, even though it's a bit down now, but let's talk about travel maybe. Sure. Okay. So if I'm, if I'm in the travel space, um, you know, let's say, I'm in the luxury travel space, you know, where, wherever you are. So there's going to be other partners that that you can activate that that probably have. One of my favorite questions is, who already has my ideal client before, during, or after I, I would serve them? And so then I start thinking about who who are those those kind of key referral partners. So perhaps it is a high end jewelry store. Perhaps it's a you know luxury car dealership. Perhaps it's a uh, uh, I don't know, um, you know, in, in that same vein, right? Like a, a luxury uh, restaurant, something like that. And you can work out deals with them where once they are a client or a customer of them, then they're provided a, a discount or a special offer or some sort of special perk to come to you. Now, you know, some of these, again, are longer term relationships. So let's say you wanted a super high-end car dealer as, as your referral partner it's probably worth investing, maybe take some of your marketing budget out and host something unique and cool. It doesn't have to be so over the top, but, but it, it can be. Um, and, and maybe, you know, maybe it's taking them on a, on a small little cruise or something like that, or maybe it's, 
who, who knows what, what exactly the space for the container that you're creating, but the more interesting you make it, plus a lot of times if it's adding an, an element of impact or, or charity to it, it makes it even better. So you're bringing in all the key partners that you want and making it a, a benefit for them to be there. So if it's luxury car dealers and they're going to meet luxury jewelers and they're going to meet luxury, you know, others that are selling to the luxury marketplace, maybe luxury real estate brokers or whatever the case is, they're also going to have some joint opportunities among themselves. And you're creating that container like we talked about. So that's how I'd be thinking about referrals. So it's like you can build these 10 relationships that are going to basically feed you forever. Yeah, love it, mate. Really powerful and like how the, uh, yeah, getting people together in these uh, little experiences and stuff at the right. same time, um, really powerful. Thank you. Um, so, you know, you've, you've obviously um, learned from a lot of the greats as you, you know, were mentioning um, earlier today and I'm sure you still continue to learn. So um, really, you know, really powerful coaches and mentors, right, um, that are do there. So do you want to maybe just talk a little bit about how important yeah, coaching mentoring is, has been for you and your life and businesses and, and, and what it sort of helped you, um, you know, to achieve as well? Yeah. So I, I think your life really changes in three ways. The, the books that you read, uh, the people that you meet and the experiences that you have. And I think that there's, you know, for anyone that's motivated, the information is out there, right? Like in a book, someone has spent 10, 20, 50 years of their life Con condensing down their wisdom into into a book or uh you know and, and audio now and obviously there's there's incredible podcasts now and 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 you know pretty much anything on youtube so if you're motivated you can find that kind of information and and for me i had many mentors in print many mentors in audio i would you know just drive around as i was driving and listening to to that kind of information because it's it, it's gonna it's gonna impact you in a, in a deep way uh and and so so then it's it's also like what are you, you know? So the people that you meet, right? right? So it's it's surrounding yourself with with peers and and partners and and those that really want to support you uh, and, and are looking out for your best interests. And you know, I've I've paid over the years quite a bit for for coaching and consulting and and being in high level groups because of I knew it would accelerate who I am and what I was doing, and, and also it led to to key relationships that I still have many many years later. Um, and, but it's gotta be the right coach or, or, or mentor. And, and, and so, you know, that, that has to come from you using your own intuition and, and got to, to kind of really decide, okay, who, who is this person? And one of the things I really look for is like, are, do they walk their talk, right? Are, are they able to, you know, can they, can they back up what, what they're telling me? Um, because, you know, a lot of people just hang out a shingle saying, you know, here's what I do, but, but they don't have the experience to, to really back it up. So that's one of the things that, that I look for. Uh, you know, the other part is, you know, not discounting um, so many, there, there's so many great resources that are, that are available and, and, you know, finding, finding mentors uh, again, like via, via print, via audio. Um, and sometimes they, they come for certain seasons of your life. Uh, or certain things that you want help on a very particular skill set or a very particular thing that you're looking for. Um, and, and it's really interesting where, you know, I've had some where just by being a good student or, or just by, you know, I'll show up. I remember one in particular, uh, one gentleman I really wanted to, to meet and, and connect to. I'd read his book, loved what he was doing. And he was having a, a seminar about it and it was all for his charity. And so I, I showed up, I, I donated to that charity 
And then that started the relationship. And, but, you know, there was a real genuine connection. It wasn't just, again, that's transactional. Let me, let me see if I can, I can get in there and, and build a relationship. There was a real genuine sort of authenticity around it and, and what it was. And then that led to us actually hosting events together and, and getting, you know, a, a really deep connection that, that came from there. So, yeah, again, kind of like the same stuff, like it can't, it can't be faked and, and there's got to be a, a real genuine connection that happens both ways. And then if the, you, you do have a mentor, you know, do what they say and then come back to them with what happened because that's, they really want to see that as well. Like what, what went on, what were the results? And even if there weren't positive results, but at least that you did what they, what they recommended. Yeah. Love it. So true. Completely agree. Um, you know, coaches, mentors, and everyone that in whatever form is, is really powerful for us to grow. And like you said, keep moving forward and, and taking the action. Um, and, you know, everyone talks about all these great things that they do most of the time, but not necessarily about the not so great. And you, you touched on it just then. So do you want to maybe talk about maybe a big failure or challenge that's happened um, in your business journey and, and how you overcame it as well? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I talked a little bit about before when we were talking about the, you know, the Maverick piece and, and really resetting what that was. And it was, it was a really interesting, you know, quite a dark time where a lot of times entrepreneurs are very connected to their, their net worth being their self-worth. And I really had to disconnect the, those two and, and start rebuilding who I am as a person, regardless of what's happening in my business. And, and it was, um, you know, you just kind of go back to, if you have a good day, then you have a good week and, and a good month. And, and so there was, there was a couple of key things that I went back to over 20 plus years of personal growth and transformation work where it was just like, okay, these are very, very simple things that then just help me move out of that. And, and then you start building a, a momentum from that aspect. So even, you know, I, I, these are all trite things that everyone's heard, you know, a million times, but even like starting with, with gratitudes and appreciations, right? Like, like you start there and, and then that builds its own energy. Um, moving your body, um, you know, even just moving your body daily would, would, would help. Um, having something, you know, I have a blog post that I, that I wrote about it and, you know, if you want to post to it or, or not, but it was like these nine things that really helped. Um, and even like getting mentoring was one and even providing mentoring is the same, like mentor mentee was one of them, um, finding, um, momentum. So what, what, what was going well and, and seeing where, where that was finding uh, meaning. So greater, greater why and purpose into what was going on. And, and, and if you, if you have that, why it does really help, right? Like if you have, you have to get to the deeper, deeper why, and, and that's, you know, what I, what I talked about before was the why wasn't to build an adventure travel company is to truly change the way business is played. And you have to keep digging in deeper and deeper, deeper, because if you have a why or a greater why it'll help you overcome any kind of how, because, you know, entrepreneurship is a long journey and there's going to be the ups and there's going to be the downs. And, and so if you're only focused on, you know, if things are going well, then, then you're in the game, but it, you have to be able to persevere and, and, and make it through. The other part is that support network and the peers, um, that's huge. Um, and so all, all of that really, really comes together. Uh, the other part is journaling. You know, that's one of my favorite, um, success principles, I guess, where, if you don't have a journaling practice, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs I, I talk to, you know, may have started one and then stopped it or different cases. I also love experiments. So journaling is one of those experiments you can try. Um, you know, sometimes 
it could be maybe meditation or something else that you've wanted to add. But I like experiments where you give it a particular beginning and an ending, and then you see has that has that added to my life or not? And and even like things like your diet, right? Like getting rid of sugar, or getting rid of alcohol, and then seeing like how does that enhance my life or not? Um, and and again, it doesn't have to be forever, but as an experiment, and then and then you see. Um, and for some people, it's like oh, I want to add ten minutes or fifteen minutes or twenty minutes of meditation. Again, you, know, you see what happens, and and then you can add it or keep it going or modify it. And so I'm I'm a big fan of, of that. Yeah, love it, mate. <laughs> really powerful. The uh, yeah, success principles and all these um, different things that you do. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm sure we'll be modeling a lot of that if if they're not already. Um, so really, really powerful. And you, you shared um, so much gold um, with us today, Yannick. And I guess as we're wrapping up here, um, what one key piece of advice? Um, would you like to give to all the entrepreneurs uh, watching this today? Yeah, I don't know if there is one key piece of advice because everyone's journey is going to be different, but it it really is about if you can connect your head, your heart, your higher purpose, then you're going to have a, a better shot at this. And, and it's really fascinating, and, and maybe it's the stage that I'm at, but I don't think so. I think there's so many entrepreneurs that they originally get into their work because they see a, maybe an opportunity or, or something that, that, that can help them make more money, create more freedom. And then at some point, they really have to start taking stock of what, what is the greatest work that, that I can be doing in the world? Uh, and, and what does that mean? And usually it's going to require another level of, of, of you stepping forward. And a lot of times to get to that other level, you're going to have to leave behind something else from, from your, your current identity or, or your current work that you're doing. And that becomes a really scary proposition to, to what I say is following your heart is, uh, is frequently scary, but never wrong. And, and you, it's like making these, these leaps and, but there's always people there that, that are ready to sort of support you and catch you and, and allow you to, to grow your own wings into what's next. So continue following your heart. And even if it doesn't make sense to anyone, but you, you, you continue sort of moving forward in that way and, and following your dream and, and, and again, connecting that, that your head, your heart, your higher purpose, I think is, is one way of doing it. Yeah. Love it, mate. Completely agree. Um, really powerful and, and, and so much gold that you've shared. And, you know, we connected through our networks where I learned about your awesome journey from, you know, working with Virgin, so Richard Branson founding, you know, Maverick 1000 authoring Evolve Enterprise that you've talked about today and catalyzing the catalyst to really make a global impact. Um, really how the business is played in the 21st century like you said at the intersection of more profits more fun and um, more impact as well with growth and you know you're an awesome guy Yannick and I'm sure you continue to make a massive difference in this world and I'm very grateful that we connected and I look forward to working with you in the future so Yannick how can uh, people find you and get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Uh, so most entrepreneurs, I think, would benefit from the book Evolved Enterprise. It's a really simple read and, and just profound for the impact that it, you can add into your business. So evolvedenterprise.com or, or anywhere that, that you buy books. Um, and then if you're a seven, eight or nine figure entrepreneur, it's uh, worth looking at maverick1000.com, which is our network of uh, these high level CEOs and, and entrepreneurs who are industry leaders. Yeah, awesome stuff. Um, Evolve Enterprise, really powerful, everyone. Definitely check it out. And yeah, if you want to go to that next level, Maverick 1000, um, to really have these awesome experiences and stuff with Yannick along everything. And who knows, maybe you get to Necker Island um, at there some point go. as well. <laughs> right. I like that. So awesome stuff. And uh, 
Um, yeah, definitely check out Yannick. As you can see, just so connected, so knowledgeable and, and, and so successful in many different ways. Um, so really powerful. And uh, thank you to everyone as well for watching, listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. Uh, please like, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and YouTube as Ethan Cassiotis. Visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. I completely agree with you. Or do I? The only way you know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. So remember to design your growth and results.